Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Podcast Landia, um, not Port. That's see now it sounds like I'm ripping off Portlandia, but whatever. I mean I, that just came out. You're so harsh, you people, you three questions listeners. Uh, well, that's what you're listening to. The three questions. Uh, I'm Andy Richter. I continue to be, unfortunately, and I'm here today with the very funny, the very lovely, and talented. I mean, I say that about everybody, but this time I mean it. Oh my gosh, thank you. For Aaron Hayes. It. Hi. Hi. Thanks for finally meaning it. Because yeah. <laughs> I saw the list of people you've had on before. Goddamn right, right, hacks. Right. A bunch of hacks. Plug ugly motherfuckers. <laughs> um, how are you? I'm good. I'm really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's life? What are you? Well, you're here. You're now. You're in bathing in the afterglow of medical police, which is pretty fucking funny. I am so happy that people feel that way. Yeah, you yeah. You know, that being involved in so many things where you have the greatest time in the world. Yes. And then it comes out to like nary a whisper. Right, right. Or it just feels like. people <laughs> just hate it. Or they're yes. like, eh. Yep. Uh, to be involved in something where I did have the greatest time in the world and have it come out and people enjoy it as much as we enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it feels very nice. It seems not to gonna be, lie. It feels very nice. It seems to be getting more attention than Children's Hospital did, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's just my perspective on it, or maybe it's just that like there was the downtime in between Children's Hospital, and then yeah, you know. Well, and then I think. I, I do think it's the Netflix of it all, you yes, know, because yes. when you make an 11 minute program that's on at midnight on yeah, Thursday yeah, yeah, nights, yeah. With, which is truly just for the stone. Of course. Um, Doy, that And then you move to Netflix sense. where like now like my daughter's middle schoolers are loving this show because yeah. you can watch it anytime you want, anywhere. Behind the wheel of the car. Behind, I mean, Bring listen, it up on your phone. Get in your car. Bring it up on your phone <laughs> instead of watching Waze, watch yeah, Medical Police. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, at this point, we should all have cars with anti-collision systems anyway, which are, as far as I'm concerned, were designed for texting while driving. Probably. Especially Because they're in like, listen, go, we yeah. can't get people to stop. We're not going to get people to stop. Yeah. People won't stop texting. Might as well just uh, put a, a robot nanny to yeah. hit the brakes. And also can. be my nanny. Like, take I care. Know, Somebody just take care of me. I actually Somebody did. make my lunch every day. I got- <laughs> Wouldn't that be so nice if you could go back to getting your lunches made for you? Yeah, I don't know. I, I no? get itchy when people take care of me. And oh, but I don't mean it in like a, a I don't want to pay way. anyone. Oh, I see. I just want like no, that, I, I like my children. They're like they just get their lunches made. Right, for them. right. Yeah, and you just kind of expect you're like, oh, thanks, mom. See, I have a weird thing with lunch. I get my own lunch. I have an assistant, 
but I'm, I get my own lunch. I'm so proud of you. Because I just, there's, and I, and when I'm like, when I'm working on something that's, you know, like a production with trailers and stuff and yeah. they're like, uh, can I get you some breakfast? I'm like, no. Oh, no. I'll get my own breakfast. But, yeah. But do you think that's because you're controlling? Because I'm very controlling with what I, I'm yes. like, you're not going to put the right kind of hot sauce. Yes, you're yes, not yes. going to, I don't want something slathered in dressing. Yes. Or, you know, you ask, even when you send, like, it's, it feels like, <laughs> it feels so uh, highfalutin to say, like, when you order your omelet. Yeah. yeah and yeah. you, there's always something missing when right. it comes in the, tra- and I'm like, right. can I just have, can I go to crafts and, and just order talk this? To them. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, we need you to sit in this hair and makeup. Chair, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it comes, and you're like, "But I asked for salsa. And I just want salsa. Please, can I have salsa?" It's hard. This is hard. This is hard. I have to eat an omelet without yeah. salsa. Uh, I mean, it's first of all, it's hard to eat with all these people tending to me, Ugh. making me beautiful. Ugh. No, I also too. You know, I was a production assistant, so I have a lot of like sort of strict rules about like where I just, it's embarrassing to me that somebody who could, what in my estimation, be doing something more important. Has to get you a Has to go get me something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do occasionally, like my, my, I have my assistant like like, uh, before rehearsal, go get me a coffee, but that's more like go buy me drugs, yeah. you know, because I, I need it. Also, you're paying that person. The yes. people on set. Well, the production they, is paying like, them. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. like the people on sets or whatever, yeah. they should be doing other things. Yeah. My yeah, husband yeah. gets on me so much about this. Like he is checking me at every step. Because I'll be like, I think the kids are going to come visit. And he's like, uh, you know who doesn't get to have the kids come visit? The crew. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, yeah, but that's a perk, man. People like kids. They're nice kids. They're not going to go poke the cameraman in the eye. Right, right. Like they just want to want, like, come on, let me have that. He's I like, know. What do you ask people to do for you? I'm like, nothing. I'm very not. I promise. I'm what nice. Is, what does he want from you? To not have the children come? Just to not embarrass him. Oh, no, I hate the I hate no. the way he tears you down. Oh, it tears me down. And he's no. not in show business, is he? No, thank God. He's in like construction. The construction. Wow. Yeah. How did you meet a construction guy? Well, whistling. A cat we call, went did to, he cat call you he, as you walked he by was the side? Like, Hi, mama. Hi, mommy. Mommy, mommy. We went to high school together. Oh, how nice! And where would that be? That was up in Northern California. We grew up in Marin County. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you're hippies. Um, we're total hippies. Dude. No, my mom got mad at me when I used that phrase that I was raised in a hippie household. We were, they are new age. Oh. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, Come that's on, like, mom. yeah, I know. But that's like, that's like, I, uh, I was so happy to find out that the cutoff for Boomer was 1964 and I was uh. born in 1966. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. You can't say I'm a boomer. Okay, Xer. Yeah, I know. But I mean, I don't. Yeah. But the notion of being Gen X, I don't even. It's all I fucking nonsense no. anyway. Yeah. As if. As if there's really like some sort of huge sea change between 64 Six, and 65. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's different. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, are your folks Northern Californian? Uh, we might as well get into sort of the well, sure. background stuff. Yeah. Are your folks Northern Californian natives? Uh, um, well, no. Like my mom grew up in Hawaii. Oh, wow. And then my dad was in like Minnesota. And then he went to like boarding schools and uh, all on the East Coast. And mm-hmm. then Ooh, moved fancy. to California. And then, or else misbehaving. Or no, was no. he a delinquent? No, he was like the kind that they went to Andover and gave them picked out nicknames for themselves. Oh. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to be called Bucky. Wow, <laughs> like, and that's so weird that then he ends up new age. You know, well, he had an interesting trajectory because he was always very business, very 
But um, like my dad's family have always been intense, like, ha- like make uh, let's make each other better. I want to make myself better. Yeah. So my dad ended up. Um, do you know what Est is? Yes. What Est was? Yes, yes. It was like the first self-help mm-hmm. seminars. And my dad was one of the first trainers Oh wow! Uh, in that back in and the day. And that was his job or that just was, like oh, a sideline? No, he was a full all-in. Oh, wow. Werner Earhart started it. And it was like he was right under Werner Earhart. Yeah. So there's a certain genera- generation like in the boomers that you'll be like, oh, my dad's landing card. And they'll be like, he'll change my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he didn't let me pee. And he yelled at me to look at myself. <laughs> you know, it was like they had it. So they would do these like six day courses and three day courses. And that kind of was that start of that movement where people really were like, God, I got to look at my bullshit. Yeah. The story I tell my, you know, about all of it. For people listening, like what is it in a nutshell? What's S just to explain it? Because I would probably explain it in a much more like. Yeah. You know, okay. Listen, un, un, unattractive way or it was less the, understanding. It was the first self-help seminar. So mm-hmm. people would go to these retreats and you would examine the patterns of your life and what you were doing to hold yourself back. It's all about. And in a sometimes harsh way. In right? a, yeah. I think at the beginning times they had they had to really shake people up and, yeah. and get them a little tired and get them a little hungry and get them to this place where they go, oh my God, I am living my life from fear. What could I be accomplishing yeah, yeah. if I could break these patterns in my life. And it changed a lot of people's lives. Yeah. And then I think, and it, like it, it snowballed into this. I mean, self-help culture is so it can intense. be pretty bonkers. Yeah. Like, and so much of, I'm really happy that I was raised that way mm-hmm. because it really was this like, you create your own reality, whatever you want in this world. Go so out it was and get definitely it. brought home. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It was like, you want to do this? Go do that. Make it happen for yourself. You can do it if you put the work in and mm-hmm. there's nothing holding you back except, you know, your own story in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting to see it for people so involved in it. It's like, it's a drug. Yeah. You know, they go to these seminars and, you you know, your friends come back from what is now the forum that yeah. you can go to in mm-hmm. LA. They bought all of the... Est um, materials and you know reworked it a little bit and that's what it is. <laughs> it's and so they're funny like, that it's like, like it's a ham a recipe for burgers or yeah, something, right? you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And people are high and they're like actualized and yeah. activated and yeah. and then the high starts to fade and your patterns come yeah. back and it's hard it's hard to maintain that kind of energy. And so you need that fix again. Yeah. You know, and then you're gonna go do another seminar. The thing that's always struck me and just like the reading when I've read about it is that it is like, and like you said, it was early on. So they were like, it was blowing people's minds. They And they were figuring it out and they, you know, nobody'd really done this kind of thing before, but they are like torture light techniques. Yeah. I think the it deprivation, was. you know, and the, the, the kind of breaking you down and, you know, keeping you from eating and keeping you from bathroom breaks and stuff. Right. That was the myth. I mean, my dad's like, we didn't do that right too much <laughs> but there's these old yeah. there's these videos that he has and it's really something to watch my dad you know like 33 that's when he was kind of doing all of this mm-hmm. and I was watching these like after I had a two, in my later 30s going like look at my dad younger than I was now like he's so dynamic and he is so yeah. and he still is that person because I, I don't want to be belittling all of it right because oh the, I do the, I'm an the asshole foundations of yeah, it yeah. and uh, the foundations of it are 
so helpful to yeah, so many people. Absolutely. That's what I always say because I'm, you know, I mean, the, a huge subtext of this podcast is therapy, is talking in a therapeutic way. And, 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 I, and I've said on this show before, like even kind of – you know, there's like like when Dr. Drew used to do like celebrity rehab. Yeah. I it was seemed so gross. Like these people need real rehab, not TV rehab. Not rehab with cameras around. Yeah. Not rehab with the uh, hair and makeup. A team. TV show, it's just it's the same problem with cable news. Yeah, it's the news, but it's also a TV show. It's so also, they also need sound bites. And yeah, clips. they need sound bites. They need ratings. They need to sort of build within the hour to some, you know, keep people watching. And it was the same thing. Or Doctor Phil is kind of like you know the key to Doctor Phil. I think is for people to feel holier than thou and get to identify with this guy that's yelling at people about being fuck ups. Yeah, but at least there there's introspection. At least there's some sort of process of examining the patterns of your life and trying to change them and figuring out how to change them. Yeah, and maybe maybe those shows can are like the gateway drug to that's real what I mean. therapy. Yeah, you that's know? what I mean. That yeah. somebody says, "Oh wait, oh God, I I identify with yeah. that," and that could use a deeper look. Right. Um, if it helps something like that, great. Yeah. Um, it's really. I don't know. I keep thinking back. Like, I got really lucky being born into the family I did because of that. Like, I know a lot of actors and perf- or just artists or performers whose parents were always like, yeah, but what are you really going to do? Yeah, yeah. You know, what? You, what, what? And I was always very nurtured in yeah, that way. That's that great. That side of me. And they were like, do whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want to do this? Great. We'll support you. Um Emotionally, I mean, I'm not saying, and I get a check every month still. Um, <laughs> so great. And they pay my mortgage. <laughs> I'm like, nope. Um, yeah. But it what like it's 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 luck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've been thinking about a, a lot about luck lately, and you know, especially you hear like stories of people's upbringing, and you're like, wow, man, good. Like. It's just luck of what family mm-hmm. you're born into yeah. sometimes yeah. in terms of what you're, what things are nurtured in your life. Yeah, and also, too, there's no guarantee there are major mess fuck-ups that are come from a very solid foundation. Yeah, oh, 100%. And then there are people in my life that I know that deserve to be just a puddle of – Tears, yes, because of the way they were brought up, the horrible, horrible way they were brought up, and they're lovely, well-adjusted, sort of normal people. I mean, you know, there's damage, but it's like, but they're not taking it out on everybody. You know, they're they're still sort of like functional and have maintained some equilibrium, which is just, you know, it's it's amazing. It's just how what a what a crapshoot it is, especially like as a parent. You're like, you never know. Yeah. You never know. My mom said to me when we were younger, she goes, listen, I think I was like a teenager in some year, but she said, we're trying the best we can. Yeah. But probably you're going to need some therapy at some point because of some way that we have failed you. And we don't know what that is right now, but it's for sure there. And I was like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) No, but uh, it was this very self-aware thing. I was like, but that's a wonderful 
thing to say to a kid. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm trying my best. I'm making mistakes. I don't yep. know what they are. And some point in the future, you should examine that. Um, but please know that it's not like we were intentionally trying to hurt you. Yeah, yeah. In this specific way. I tell my son, who's the our oldest, everything we go through, you're the first time. Yeah, you know, right. Like, I, like it's a little easier with your sister because we went through what a 14-year-old is like. Yeah. We went through what a learning to a kid learning to drive is like. But every time it's, you know, and now he's he's in college and kind of questioning whether he's at the right place and stuff and you know, there's times when he's talking to me about it and I'm like, I don't know what to say. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Do I say no, no, buckle down and really focus or do I say no? you know, change the whole, yeah. the whole environment. I don't, you know, it's hard to know. It's hard to know. And it's hard because it's hard also to know what your children are actually asking. Like, yeah. are, is he talking to you and, and looking for you to have the answer? Or is he just talking to you to talk to you, to talk it out with somebody, you know, cause sometimes Both. they don't yeah. need, sometimes my kids just want to spill it out. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes they literally want the answer. Yeah. And that's where I'm not good at because I will like, I am going to like, I'm going to fix it. Yeah. Like, yeah. even though I'm a, like, you know, as being a woman, we mostly just want to talk and just have somebody. But like, they're like, mom, stop, stop, stop. It's a different story with yeah. your kids, I think. Yeah. Whether, whether you're, I think that that's like, that's almost like a, a non-gendered thing where you can be you know, live and let live with everybody except your kid. You're yeah. like, no, no. Oh, mm-hmm. the stakes are too high. Uh-uh. You must do this. Yeah. So in your house, when did you start to be aware that what the, that the environment that you were living in, sort of the philosophical environment of your household was like an est driven thing? Or was it only um, in retrospect years later? Well, think? no, I think it was in, you know, when you start to go as a early teen to your friends' houses and, mm-hmm. like, really critically look at how other people live their lives yeah. as this, absur- you know, like, just that's when I would realize, like, oh, this house has a different set of moral, yes. like, guidelines. Yes. Or this house is very, like, you don't talk about... um like you don't talk this freely with your parents or right. you talk or these people talk. So I think it wasn't until then spending time with, and, and again, we're from Marin. Like it's pretty like a, it's a pretty loosey goosey, loosey goosey yeah. liberal bubble that's yeah. up there. Um, but still, no, I was always but still like, yeah, we weren't raised religious. Like, yeah. and I would be like, you know, I remember being a kid and being like, can I, I had another friend. I at different times in my life. I've had two best friends named Aaron uh, one of whom's dad was a pastor. And I'd be like, can I please, can I just please go to church with Aaron on Sunday? Like, cause it was such a different world. Yeah. And I, I was like, Sunday school, you know, like you go, you listen a little bit to church and then you would go to Sunday school yeah. and you'd get snacks yeah. and they'd tell you a story and it would just be the, and I was like, How what you at this is point? this? I think I was like eight, Yeah, yeah. you know, cause it was. The it's other like things we would do all over was again. little, with like yeah, because we were like deep in My Little Ponies and Barbies, yeah. so I must have been seven or eight years old. It was a dream. Yeah, and your folks were okay. They're like, sure, yeah, like, yeah if you want to do that, yeah. go for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, if if this, if you get religion from that, maybe that is your path. Yeah, 
then you, we can explore that with yeah. you. Yeah. Um, my, my, uh, but, but really remember that God, God is all there is, <laughs> is probably more what's real. Yeah. 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 Good. My, uh, before we had our first kid, my ex-wife actually asked me like, you know, it was actually, no, it was actually like, like she would, her mother came to New York city and like took our son out for a while. And she's like, I bet you she takes him and gets him baptized. Because <laughs> she's super Catholic. Just like never I'm, tells you. I know. And, and I he's was just, just, just right. for her own She's got to save sake. this little baby soul. <laughs> and I was like, she can fucking baptize him three sure, times well. a day for all I care. Yeah. And the same thing when my, because both my kids went to Episcopal schools. Yeah. And we talked about it before my son got into kindergarten. I don't even know what Episcopal is. Episcopal, means. it's the Church of England, but the American version. Okay. Of it. It's like Catholic light. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it, the, the, uh, but, and it's very like their schools are super liberal and super, you know, pantheistic and, you okay. know, they celebrate everything. Wonderful. But, but yeah, but we talked about like, you know, do we care that he's going to be learning sort of Christian doctrine? And I was like, I just said, they can tell him all the fucking fairy tales they want. Yeah. I don't, you know, he'll decide. We sent they'll our decide. kids to a preschool that was attached to a church. And I forget even what kind of church is like the most liberal one. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, what are they? She goes to what my daughter calls chapels. Yeah. We go to chapels yeah. for 15 minutes a week. And yep, I was like, yep. if you, oh, I'm like, yes, learn the. Uh, do unto others as you would have that. Absolutely. that's all that the preschoolers are going to get. It's yeah. citizenship. Yeah. Um, and I fully believe in all of those like moral guidelines and tenets. Like be kind. That sure. is, that is, I just don't believe in a prescribed religion. Just this Christmas, I went on Christmas Eve with my husband's family who is Irish Catholic there. We went to mass, to uh, Christmas Eve mass. And, and I leaned over to him. I go, how, how does everybody know what to say? Like, why does this whole room know all these prayers? And he was like, um, honey, they've been doing this their whole life. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, wow. Oh, and yeah. you just, like, learn the words. They didn't get a handout that have, we where's missed. Where's the hands out? Yeah. Where's the papers? <laughs> no, I really didn't. I was like, but that's just like a long prayer. It's like, yeah. whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gets drilled in. Well, my... In grade school, in my daughter's school, which is, like I say, it's Episcopal, and it's it's a really, really great school. Uh, and it ought to be. Oh. Uh, That's why my <laughs> kids are in public school. <laughs> but um, they have chapel. Chapels? They have chapel, and in grade school, they have chapel, like, every morning. Wow. And, uh, and then as, you, as they go into, like, middle school, it's, you know, once a week. But chapel is just, like, it's where, like, the – you know, the kids in the music class will do a performance and they're, they'll be like little sort of like just sort of positive sermons or just stuff. And they sing songs like they know, you know, they sing like, like they, my daughter knows like the second verse to you're a grand old flag. What? Nobody knows just the from, second verse. I know. But from singing <laughs> barely it, know the first. they put it up on the, they put it up on a screen and then, then yeah. these are one of the songs they sing, you know, <laughs> and, and so it's just like, and I don't mind that. At all, I don't yeah. mind that. Like that, they are going to some sort of gathering that's communal and that's about kind of the philosophy of getting along and being nice to each other. Yeah, fine. That whatever. is, I'm all in on that. Yeah, yeah. Got no problem. You, are, how how many kids are in your family? Uh, I'm the middle child. I have an older brother uh -huh. and a younger sister. I see. Yeah. And what kind of kid are you? Are you? Are you? I was. 
normal? You know, or are you wild? Are you? I I was swung highs and lows. Yeah, highs yeah, and yeah, lows. yeah. Like I was always a really good student. I uh-huh. like school. I excelled at school. I was all you know academics. That's fine. Was I'm that self motivated or that was, was it? Yeah, I yeah. have a thing. I want to please teachers. Yeah, and that to this day, like put me in an exercise class, and I don't understand why people are not trying to do what the instructor is doing. Yes, like I want to please my teacher. Yes, uh, and I want to get good grades. I cared about grades. Um, at the same time, like I was always, I've always been the peanut gallery. Yeah, like yeah, I cannot yeah. shut up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's why I will not join the PTA because I can't stop talking and I feel that it's disrespectful. Yes. <laughs> so I don't put myself in those situations. <laughs> um, but you do want to sit next to me in the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, but then I just went through like little stages where I, where I, looking back, I was like, well, I'm unhappy that they sent me to this private school for this year. So I'm going to make friends with the bad kids. And I don't think it was conscious, but I made friends with the trouble girls and, you know, got my stomach pumped as a freshman. And, like, from I got, drinking from too drinking much? drinking too much. Oh, like, wow. going to a party and be like, you could barely taste the alcohol in the vodka, in the orange juice. Um Wow. Like that. And like my mom laughs about it years later. She's like, you were so drunk. And I was in the hospital and you just kept saying, I'm so sorry, mommy. <laughs> mommy, I'm so sorry. And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. You know, like I I did the stuff. I, I ha- experimented. Is that and in Marin, is there a, you think there's. Well, since it's kind of a permissive you know, area. When your best friend's dad was one of the um, technicians for the Grateful Dead, yeah. they had the good weed, right? Uh, and you just, just like tin, there's cans all around the house, and you just take a little skim, a little off the top, right? Right. Um, so there was experimentation like that. I do have to say though that when I got to college, like I'd gotten most everything out of my system, yeah. so that or because I also had jobs, like I worked at a bakery, I worked at TCBY. It was the country's best yogurt. That's what I, what I it's not understand. Even, it's the best yogurt. Yes, I understand. Um, you can't say that without it being true. No, it's the B in TCBY. Precisely. Um, so I had, and I was in theater, so there was parameters to partying. There was yes. always parameters. Yeah. So when you learn to do it within parameters, you know, you get to college and they, they were the friends who were on, acad- like, party one semester, academic probation the next party, because they didn't know how to schedule it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the lack of a better word. They didn't know how to parse out the party. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you had a sense of proportion about your getting fucked up. Yeah. But uh, there certainly was a time, I think it was freshman year, where I was like, Grounded for two weeks, off for two weeks, grounded for two weeks, off for two weeks, and then kind of figured in it out. In high school, you In mean? high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. And yeah. are that your folk, do they come down heavy on you, or is it just kind of like... Oh, no. Like disappointed in you. And, oh, yeah. It was disappointed and like locked down. Uh, like, oh no, you don't get to go out. You don't get to hang uh, out with your friends. You come home right after school. You are in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, when they wake up in the middle of the night and your door's open and your light's on, uh, you've made some mistakes. Yes, yes, <laughs> like, yes. I was yes. always so bad at it too. Yeah, yeah. And my mom laughed. She was like, you were so terrible. You always got caught. Uh, kids, uh, kid, my, yeah. My kids are terrible liars. Just ter- yeah. have always been terrible liars. Yeah. Yeah. So, so bad. Yeah, yeah. And thankfully so, because you yeah, know, you get into some dangerous situations and you need a little bit of crackdown. Yeah. Um. But that was a l- very brief portion, and mm-hmm. then I got really, you know, once I got as I got a little older, I got really into theater, and then you don't have time to do that kind of stuff right. anymore. Like right, you're right. rehearsals four hours a day, and 
Um, is Marin pretty, they have a good theater program? That was like, there was some high school theater and I got really involved. You know, it was the first years of integrated learning. Like they would, these, now everybody does it, you know, where you're working on a project and you're doing a video project, but it's also history and it's oh, this and yeah, kind of yeah. that. We were in this pilot program and I remember it being at our high school and it being so frustrated and I would cry all the time because I was so frustrated with this program at school mm -hmm. that I was crying all the time. And then later I go, oh, right, my parents were getting divorced that year. <sighs> like maybe that oh, might wow. not have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't frustrated with the curriculum. That might have been some of the acting out. And that yeah. might have been the, yeah, the curriculum yeah, frustration. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, this, I just wish <sighs> that Donna would get on. She never shows <laughs> up on time and I'm going to sob for 20 minutes. <laughs> That might not have been it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they split up when you were a freshman? 14, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. And did you, were they, did your dad stay close? Did they? Yeah, he, yeah, he stayed close yeah. uh, for a while, and then he moved to Colorado. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, and then I went to school in Colorado for, I went to the University of Colorado. Was that to be, um, to be near him, you Well, think, or just... to get in-state tuition. Oh, um, oh. Uh, but also, I didn't want to stay in California. Yeah. I was like, I want to get out of Just California, time to do and different. I want to snowboard. And oops, oh, look, there's a good theater program. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Boulder yeah. is, is Fun. Boulder, right? Yeah. Not dissimilar from Marin. Or, no, or Marin. Marin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, or another Mark liberal. Marin. Or Mark Marin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another liberal bubble. Yes. Just yeah, like yeah. Mark Marin. <laughs> <laughs> well, you really set yourself up for Holly weird. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm just going to stay. It's permissive. <laughs> it you know. is so. It, I realize sometimes when I go and travel for work, and I, I don't do it all that often. Yeah. Uh, but in the past few years, there have been more when I go into different states and, and I go, oh, right. Yeah. <sighs> I like my bubble. Like, yep. I like, I understand yep. why people stay in them, whatever bubble you may be in. Yes. Because it's comfortable. Yeah. It's uncomfortable to be the only one that doesn't think that you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And to feel a little out of it. Right. Where, yeah, to live where, you know, it's okay to be fill in the blank. Yeah. You know, gay, trans. Yeah. You know, socialist, whatever, yeah. you know. I think it's good to get out every once in a while and remind yourself like, oh, right, right, right. Okay, here's yeah, actually yeah. where we are. Absolutely. Like, because I, I remember after the election in 2000, or the pri the, maybe just the primary, you know, when some people in the room were like, I'm not even going to vote because you know what? A from what I saw, Bernie was going to be, should have been the nominee. Everyone, so like it, the whole election is rigged. And I was yeah. like, no, you just live in this one place yeah. where everybody in your circle is talking about that. Like get yeah. outside of it and, but then, but then run back because I like it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I you know, a bubble is very... Especially a bubble like, well, there's all different kinds. There, yeah. yeah, there's different kinds of bubbles because, you know, rural Kansas is a bubble. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and, but, you know, some bubbles are sort of, well, I don't know. You could say that they're, they're all a little bit exclusionary of thing of people that don't, don't agree with yeah, them. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that, that is, it's not, it's not a coincidence that. A place like uh, Marin or, or, you know, Santa Monica that are, you know, that have everybody's pretty wealthy and pretty white yeah. and they can go, oh, the system's rigged and oh, I'm, I'm checking out. 
because like because they you gotta uh, vote for people that are worse off than you, not for just yourself. You yeah, know? I, I get frustrated too with the with some when you hear people are like, well, you know, like at this day and age, you're like, well, I don't really, I don't really participate. I don't. I mean, yeah, no, I'll vote, but like, I don't really get involved in any other political yeah. things. And it was like, well, that's because you're. It's not affecting you because yeah. you're in such yeah, yeah. a place of privilege, and we should. We can't like if you just sit in it. Yeah. Then, then what good is it? Then you're allowing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the frustration I get. But I don't know what my whatever, whatever. So in (laughs) in college, so you get to college and it's all theater. Are you just there mainly? Is that your major? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I started out taking a lot of Spanish classes too, until one time they were like, well, everybody's a major here because they don't have a minor. And I'm like, oh, I am wasting my parents' money. Um, so I got out of that. Que lastima. Well, couldn't um, you just have a Spanish minor? No, they didn't offer a minor. Oh, and that's oh, why I, I was see, like, I, I am wasting time. Oh, so wow. then I went all in on theater uh, and had a lovely time. Yeah. I, I mean, talk about another bubble. Talk about like yeah, yeah. just a, just, just, just like, yes. <laughs> the emotional importance of a theater program for mm-hmm. needy theater kids yes yes like, oh yeah. you know when like when your te- professor doesn't like your scene like tears yeah. you know like he said he didn't want to see it again <laughs> and i'm never gonna succeed you know yeah it is everything matters so much i and just you don't think i world. understand check off <laughs> you get out in the world and it's like oh no none of this I, matters I none of it left Feelings. I was like, I took an audition class and I am walking away with eight monologues, light and dark, classical and like comedic comedic and and serious. And did I ever use one of them? No. I mean, maybe if I'd gone to New York and pursued theater out there, I think you do. You do still audition with monologues. But like I've never done. I haven't done a monologue since leaving there. No. 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 No, and also I'm really hoping that their audition like studio now, uh, or all theater programs, speaks a little bit more towards our world. Yeah. Now outside of New York theater, I think. Hopefully, well, I probably think it, some I places. think it varies. I think you know, yeah. there's because I went to film school. I took a little bit of acting in college, and I just didn't like acting class. And it was, and also I think acting class teaches you so much about being a, a theater actor. And I wasn't particularly interested in being a theater actor. I wanted to be a film actor. Yeah. And I went to film school, and it was there. There's there's a spectrum of trade school to you know, you, you do a two hour video of leaves floating on water, you that know, like important. super artsy fartsy stuff. Cause yeah. in Chicago, I went to Columbia college, which was very, very practical, very much taught by people in the industry or people that were sort of in the industry. <laughs> and, um, and then there was, and then the other place to study film was the art Institute. And that was where it was like, you know, just a close up of my nipple for yeah. 15 minutes. And, you know, as, Maria Callas sings in the background yeah. or something. So, um, so I'm sure it's that. the same. Good, good stuff. <laughs> I know, I know. Important absolutely, stuff. absolutely. I sold it to Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they'll buy anything. Uh, oh. <laughs> I got to get it in there sick when I can. Burn, sick burn. Uh, sick burn. But, um, yeah, I'm, and I imagine the same thing with acting schools. There are some that are, you know, really esoteric and really – 
philosophically driven and kind of ascetic. And then there are others that are like, here's how you get a job. Yeah. 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 Uh, And Colorado was not like that. No, it was great. It was a great program. I fully walked away with like how to break down a script, how to get into a character, how to do the actual work so that you can get a job. And when you get the job, know what to do with the job. Yeah, yeah. That's what I got. What I didn't get was... How to get an agent, how mm-hmm. to even present myself to an agent, how to do cold readings, how yeah. to um, act in front of a camera. I didn't get any of that. So when I moved to Los Angeles, um, I found an acting class that focused a lot on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty funny because the guy really wanted to be like everybody's goo. Because I think so many people come out to L.A. with no acting training, but they want to be actors. So they need they want like a guru. Yeah. They want somebody to break them down. And I was like, I already was broken down and then they built me back up and I just want your um, Hollywood knowledge. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want. So I got, it was great though. It was like, you know, a weekly class where you sat around in a circle and like, what did you do for your career this week? Here's how you send postcards. And this is all like pre-internet. This is, or not yeah, pre-internet, yeah. but pre, you know, pre-cell phones, pre-websites, pre-stuff like that. So yeah. you had to, you know. What like, year is this? I moved here in 99. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was like 2000, 2001. Yeah. Where it really was like print up a hedge a postcard with your phone number and you're just going to do a bunch of casting directors that you did that you're in a show this week and mm-hmm. they're never going to come see it. But then they're going to see your, you know, yeah, it's all this stuff like that. Like I talk to young actors now or, you know, your friends will be like, well, my, my son or my daughter really wants to get into this. Can you talk to them? I'm like, yeah, but I don't know shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about like I. I don't, I don't know either. anything about yeah. now how to either. get into uh, yeah. all of it or how to get an agent. I don't know. I don't either. And no. but that but I mean my situation is too is that I've been like off on this Conan Island yeah. for years. I mean it was a first uh, a stretch for many years then I came out here and uh you know made some very very well regarded failures. And then uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's really it's really I the have way the to go. I failures part. It's I don't really, really have the well regarded. <laughs> it's really the way to go. Oh. Um but Fingers yeah, but, but I you know people will say to me like do you know this casting agent, you know, Dolores Legrand? And I'm like, I no, I haven't been I in front know. of a casting agent and yeah. Years. You I'd know. love to say that, but I auditioned for almost everything. I know, so. <laughs> I know. But that's why I say, like, I'm even more isolated yeah, from knowing what to do. And it also kills me when people are like, uh, I have a screenplay. Could you read it and see if you can get it to anybody? It's like, motherfucker, I got my own screenplays that I can't get anybody to look at. Right. You know? So it's, I, I don't, I don't know, how, you know, Mm-mm. it is, it's not. There's no way to do it other than to do it. Than to do Yeah. And there's no roadmap, too. It's yeah. one of those jobs where there's just your – you just have to take every avenue mm-hmm. until go to everything you have the heart to go to, meet every person that you, you know, make a connection with anybody, everybody that you genuinely like and yeah. see what see what comes. It's, there, it's interesting. Do you uh, – because I have my opinion on this – School work, learning in school versus just getting on the job and learning. Like, oh my god, learn in school. Oh really? It's such a beautiful, safe space. Yeah, yeah. Like you. But do you, you feel get, you use that when you get out? Like when you get a job, when you first started getting jobs, professional jobs, acting, that it was. Well, or was it just that you'd had practice? 
you just have practice in a place where you can fail. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of, of parents who want their kids to start acting and just start auditioning because oh. there's so much failure in this business. I know, I know, I know. Uh, there's so much failure in this business. And if you are just focused on whether or not somebody in Hollywood is telling you you're good enough to be in this thing, then it's going to stunt you and it's going to mess with you. And like when you're at school, like, you know, when you're doing school plays and when you're in and when you're in college, like you're 19 being cast as a 49 year old. Yeah, when yeah. are you ever going to get you can be terrible. Yeah. But you still get to do it. Right. And that's a beautiful thing to like go outside yourself and um, outside of what the world sees you as. Yeah. Because right now I get a part that's like there's an audition for a 36 year old and I'm like, I'm in my 40s. Can we really do that? I don't know. Or like just, well, they're looking for a brunette. Rather than like, I'm in college and I'm playing like a Russian ballet teacher who's supposed to be 64. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And you know what? I killed it. Like, right, right, right. <laughs> there's, there's something really beautiful in that because, and it's just that experience of making something with your peers and yeah. feeling important about it and your parents afterwards telling you you were great and it can live in your memory. You never have to revisit it. Mm -hmm. You know, whoever watches like the tapes of their guys and dolls performance from the, when sophomore year of college, you know, yeah. it's just this memory of this good time that you had figuring things out with people who are just as um, terrible and self-important as you are. Yeah. Were you uh, in mostly comedic things? Were you drawn to comedy? Because that's pretty much your career now, isn't it? It is. You it, do some drama, yeah? I do. I yeah. would love to do more. Yeah. I love all of it. It's just, I'm sure do you you've think experienced you get this. you pigeonholed because you've done so much comedy that they yeah. don't think of you? Yeah. It's the, it's those, it's the doors, you know? Yeah. You, it, the door opens easy for one, and then the next doors for things similar to that open easier. Yeah, yeah. So that, like, you know... I, they've spent so many years with them going like, well, they don't know if you can do a guest star on, yeah, yeah. on the newest Dick Wolf, whatever. Because it's truly amazing that in this creative business, the people that give out jobs are the most uncreative people. Yeah. They well, can we, only see you as what you were before. What you have already proven yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, so there's – it's like – I have like my great almosts, you know, yeah. where, but that does, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because if you almost get the lead to fringe, it doesn't matter if you don't get it. Yeah. Because no one else saw you except those couple executives yeah. from Warner Brothers in that room that one day. Yeah. Um, and like, or the, the indie for what, like, so it's just been, I've kind of slowly been trying to prove myself in that arena. Yeah. That said, I love comedy. Yeah. I love it. It's fun. It's so it's I've done little just a drop of drama. Yeah. And for the same reason I don't think anybody thinks I can. And the people that have cast me in drama have been creative people that can that are interested in like, well let's see if you can do this. Um and but yeah it's it, it it's it's not as fun. The sets are it's not, as, not fun as fun because you really do need to find this like deep truth and stay. So, I mean, for me, it is like I mean, I gotta go like a you know, if I was a crying thing, it's like make a playlist and get deep and yeah, give yeah. go in my hole. Whereas like in comedy, you want to keep a light atmosphere to the set so that people feel free to play and yeah. you're just messing around with your friends. Uh, 
that's that again, dear Hollywood. Uh, I am right, available right. for I'm your available. emotional indies. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but it's it's hard to open those doors that you yeah. haven't before. You know, like I would like to. I wish people were more creative like that. And it's interesting too because there's so many great examples of people who are so funny doing great dramatic mm-hmm. performances. There are not as many examples of people who are known for dramas being hilariously funny. Absolutely. It, Absolutely. Because we tend to be more, I mean, honestly, I always felt like this was a like a setback for me that I had a happy childhood because I was like, oh, I'm not tortured. I'll never yeah, be an actor. Yeah. I'll never be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of very funny people did have kind of tortured. Yeah. Uh, they are unhappy people. Right. There's not, a hole that needs to be filled with yeah. a faceless adoration. Yeah. yeah. Or some sort of like, let's make everything happy because inside I'm so sad. Yeah. 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 I, when I first came out here, my, I got, had an agent that I was lucky Stop to have bragging. an agent. No, no, no. I, <laughs> because I had been doing a show in New York and had an agent there. And then there was just, I mean, they weren't, a, it was a very tiny agency, but they sent me out on everything. And I was really, you know, all different kinds of things. And then I got uh, a job on the movie Cabin Boy, where I pay, play like right. almost like a brain damaged person. Okay. Like the character's like so stupid, almost brain damaged. Yeah. From that point on. Oh, there it is. You set the tone. Just dumb dumbs. <laughs> just That's dummy. all I ever read for was just really, really <laughs> dumb, dumb people. So, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, niche work. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm good at being dumb. Um, <laughs> Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Can't you tell my love's a growing? Are you with your husband yeah. with, uh, the whole time? Well, so we dated just, he's two years older than me, and we dated when I was a senior in high school. Uh-huh. He was at UC Davis, but, you know, we had, like, stayed in touch. And yeah. Just very, so for that year, like even just a half a year, we were together. And then, um, but then we weren't together for my whole college I experience. See. Uh, we dated other people, but it was that thing of, like, it's kind of this beautiful experience that doesn't exist now, I think, that we're also in touch with each other where it just never felt done. So there would just be times throughout college in these four years where, you know, was 
if you wanted to send an email, you went to the computer lab in yeah. the theater department, you know, my like dot edu yeah. uh, email account, old as mold. Um, so I, I wouldn't think about him for months. And then he'd yeah. pop into my head one day and I'd be like, oh, Jack Hayes, you know, and then I would get back to my dorm and there'd be a letter from him that day that oh, he wow. popped in or it'd be months and I'd be writing him a letter and he would call me or yeah. like there was a lot of these little what is it, serendipity or synchronicity? What One of those. Yeah, coincidences. One of those John Cusack yeah, movies. Coincidence. Yeah, um, just, but yeah, but those things do sort of yeah. happen. There are these alignments that you can't. That every once in a while. Yeah, and the longer you live, the more they happen and you stop being sort of like holy moly about it. It's like, oh yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But at that, at, in those years, it just like served as this reminder that, oh, this thing is not done yeah at all and then in your mind are you thinking is there always is there a little bit of like he's the guy i'm gonna get married to i don't know that i did think that way but it was like oh oh this guy yeah yeah oh you know like i wonder what what if yeah what if um and then when it when we finally did get back together it was like that's right this is this is very right and there's been times in my life like you know because you that could friends who were single for a long time and then found somebody and they're telling me all these experiences. I was like, oh, I mean, I guess it would have been nice if it had been like four more years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if this was going to happen anyway. Maybe right, 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 years, right, right. Uh, I could have sold some wild oats. <laughs> like, I got more a big oats. bag of wild oats you know, in, in my closet that I want to get rid of. I got some oats in my past, but uh, <laughs> it could have been more oats. It could have been a bowl of oatmeal. Um, yeah. And I'm sure he probably feels the same way, but... But when he it's right, it's, he better, God damn you. Uh, but when it's right, it's right. And that was always the thing of like, oh, well, this is the thing. Yeah. And this is, and it still feels very right. You know, it's a choice you make every yeah. day. And, yeah. Um, did you get, did you get together when you were in LA or when you're still in he, Colorado? He or? moved to Los Angeles first, oh, actually. Okay. For? He, he had no idea what he wanted to do, but he knew he liked movies. Oh, wow. So then he went through, he used to work here at Warner Brothers. What did he study at UC Davis? Agricultural economics. Well, that's the place to do <laughs> right? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Uh, so he came to L.A. and was like an assistant to a literary agent. At and Warner then, Brothers. Well, first at a literary agent. I off, see. And then he was an assistant to a vice president at Warner Brothers in movies. So and then he and then he was like, well, I don't want to do that. And he was like, executives. He's like, Aaron, executives. They're not just unhappy. They're fucking miserable. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're deeply unhappy. Yeah. Or the executives that he dealt with at yeah. that time. Yeah, So he's like, I don't want to do that. Maybe I want to make movies. So then he was an assistant to a writer-director. Uh-huh. And then he left completely and started to build houses. And then I was like, oh, there you are, you know. <laughs> oh, there you are, Peter. Um, like, I was like, oh, you're you're a puppy. You yeah. need to walk around outside and physic. Like, it's not the idea of building a movie that excites you. It's the idea idea of building a structure something yeah. and like solid piece of I have done this thing yeah. had he been done carpentry his whole life or anything no, or? I mean his dad taught him his dad made he's he has five older sisters oh. and um and his dad like taught all them a, that trains yeah. a man how to deal with women oh god yeah, oh he's yeah. so sensitive yeah um so sensitive. So sensitive in a good way. Yeah. You know, like understands feelings and emotional But he's still like a stuff. big burly carpenter. Well, yeah, oh. but he can wire a house. Oh. I mean that <laughs> literally. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, and it kind of just found its thing. It's also this thing of like when you know when people are good with people. Yeah, it's and you finally find the way in which to do that. Like yeah. he's just, I don't know, he's a good person. He treats everybody with respect from the day laborers to the um, the swanky clients people and the swanky people. Him. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, so it's kind of the perfect job. He That's fell great. Into it. Yeah. yeah, and I always, I do find too like, I mean, you're right about putting things together. Is you know like what it doesn't matter what it is like putting together a, a movie. You know I've directed TV commercials. You put putting those together. Like I like to cook, so putting together a meal. Right. Yeah. I, I I'm handy. Like I can build things, and that's it's all sort of seems like the same thing. It's so satisfying. Yes. To just look at a at a the process. Yes. And. Then to have this finished thing yeah. it really does is really is like a chest puffing moment yeah. of look at what I have. There's created. you start with nothing, you have an idea, and then you follow this line, and then you yeah. end up on the other end with a thing. It's yeah. great. It's great. It's wonderful. It's great. I yeah, recommend so he, it. Yeah. So he moved down here first, and I moved to San Francisco because that's where I'm from. And I was like, you know, San Francisco's better. It's more integrity. Everybody well, in San gonna, Francisco. You were going to act. Oh in yeah, San I did like one play. Yeah. I was miserable. Yeah. I was working as a hostess, and I was in love with a guy that was down in Southern California. So uh, then I finally moved down here and was like, ah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love, sunshine. Yeah. Work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, this how, is where they keep the work. How soon do you start working? regularly I got some commercials kind of right off the bat it uh-huh. was like oh here you go and then like nothing for a long time yeah. $100 in the bank account panic attack uh, oh god and was like I just need a job job yeah this dream of like oh I'm just gonna become this working actor right away and not have a job is who, who fucking yeah, gets that who yeah, gets yeah. that uh, some people do <laughs> some yeah. people do yeah uh, it didn't happen for me and then I got a job at um California Adventure doing improv. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, doing soap opera themed improv. Uh, where <laughs> though? Like in they the middle of restaurant. in the middle of, you know, whatever that is, yeah. that square or No, well there was there used to be a restaurant called the ABC Soap Opera Bistro. Oh. And we would just dress up. And it's up. on that main drag, right? It was over in the Hollywood area. Oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah. You know, and then we would dress up as soap opera characters and walk in while you're dining and you know, give you a name and bring you into our scenes and stuff. Wow. I'm in a lot of vacation videos, probably. <laughs> and is there a template for the improv, or is it just get out no, there and wing they it? they let us do whatever we wanted. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I know I know that you know, like, Matt, the guys that do Super Ego, Matt uh-huh. Gorley and, yeah, yeah. and Jeremy Carter and Mark, McCon- Mark McConville, they all, they were all there. We wow. were all sitting around doing bits in the break room and messing around and seeing what we could get away with. Yeah. And we would just get admonished, like, you guys, you can't pick up children. You can't physically pick up someone's children. Like, yes, it's fine. Aaron, you got to piggyback out of the restaurant by some man. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, You cannot pick up people's children. We're like, ugh, stop trying to hamper my creative yeah, process. Yeah, please. God. I love prop comedy. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, well, and, and you get health care, too, I think, don't oh you? Oh, my God. I had dental. I finally paid off my teeth. Wow. Like, it was, it, you know, I got, like, you know... Got dental care and then discovered I had like three root can- needed three root canals. Uh, and like I still have this one like little rollover. Um, what's it called? The for retirement. What's this called? 
Uh, what, like a, a, I don't know, 401k. A, pension, a 401k, 401k yeah, you yeah. know? I was like, I'm a real grown-up now. I have a 401k. Wow. And how long did you do that? Just like two years. Uh huh. It was one of the greater compliments. Full time job? Yeah, full time job. Wow. Like four, or five day, four or five days a week. Wow. One of the greater um, compliments. I'm sorry. Oh, one of the greater compliments that one, that my um, like manager one time gave me, and he looks at me and he goes, "You're not a lifer." <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, Chuck, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God, thank you, Chuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I can stop looking for Anaheim real estate. Yeah. Um, but if there's something really beautiful about Disneyland employees because they love it. Yeah. The joy, and you see it because yep. the joy that people have coming to Disneyland and it, like, it, it, it gets you high. Like, yeah. when you interact with people and you can make them happy and they're having, these kids are having the greatest days of their lives. And, like, the people that do the costumed characters um, are, they're not making much money. Yeah. We were making way more than them. I ended up doing a show with them when, um, like, Donald Duck, when the, Restaurant closed, uh-huh. and they're Wait, just. Wait, you were so, Donald Duck? No, I'm five ten, Andy. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, Donald Duck is a That's, short. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Um, well, you could be goofy. Oh my gosh! Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. No, I was a uh, like a park ranger that was taking Donald Duck on an art tour. Oh, um, I see. I had to do all the you talking, were a Sherpa. bad puns. Yeah, but. They were so they're so happy to do it because yeah. they get that reaction from the kids yep. all day long of yep. just celebrity status, happiness, love, joy. So I get why people um, work there for their whole you know yeah stay. I refer to it as the happiest place on earth. What you should tell them about. I that. should. I should. It's a good slogan. That's a great one. No, I I got like I remember when my. Kid was little. They're kind of this artsy fartsy dad. Tell him we went to because we used to have a season pass and we go to Disneyland. I know. I haven't told my children that that's an option. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, well, you ought to be able to get to get a deal. You know, as a former employee. <laughs> But we used to go all the time, and I, you know, and like people would be like, "God, you guys go to Disneyland a lot." It's like. It's fucking Disneyland. Yeah, come on, it's man. It's 45 minutes away. And um, and especially when you get there, you, you – I mean, not, you know, prior to having children the last few times I had been there, I had been on drugs. Sure. Uh, but uh, – that's, that's an important phase of everybody's, yeah, you know. Absolutely. You got it. Late teenage, and, uh, early mm-hmm. 20s. And um, – but when you go there with a kid, especially like a toddler – Oh, you get struck. You realize this place is baby proofed and your whole life is defined by how far your kid can get away from you without you freaking out. And at Disneyland, your kid can get 50 yards away from you. And, you know, like, well, this railing, they figured it out. The railing isn't wide enough for a kid to stick his head through it. Yeah. 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 And there's no and this is a slight grade on this ramp. So they're not going to tumble down here. And so it just it's and the contact high yeah. that you get from your kids being there is just amazing. And like my son, God, I'm feeling really bad about my parenting. We never go. You really should <laughs> really take. Should. How old are your kids? They're ten and twelve. It's like when the ship is almost sailed. I know, I know. That's, but we're they're the getting place. into the age where it's not cool. And anymore. I'm such a jerk too because every time every time we go to like a Universal or something, I'm like, don't even ask me to buy anything. <laughs> What an asshole! I know. I'm what like, no, fuck? we can have like treats, but I'm like, I'm not going in that with that wizard store. 
You don't need another wand for forty dollars. Wow! I'm such a jerk. Jesus Christ! I'm a jerk. Wow! What? Yeah. When did? Where did the? Well, how come you got to have so much joy and they don't? Well, I I feel like I deserved it. <laughs> I'm not an asshole. They have joy in them. <laughs> I just sometimes get mad at the experiences that like that kids don't realize how much stuff costs. Yeah, yeah. And then you go there and they're like, "Can I have this? Can I have that? Can I have this?" And you're like, "No." Yeah, yeah. Just enjoy the, the rides. <laughs> it's about Look the rides. Around. You don't there need are, another. There are minions. You're twelve. You don't need yeah. a stuffed animal anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my gosh! Yeah, no, I, I, I fully, heartily endorse Disney, and you should take your children. I know, I will, I will take I will. them. It's yeah. really, it's you know, I mean, although, like I do say, they, well, my my son, in like the last few years, when my daughter, because my daughter now is kind of, eh, how old is she? She's fourteen. Fourteen, okay. And a couple years ago, it started to not be cool, although. You say, no, come on, let's go. And I'm like, oh, all right. And of course, even my son, when he was like 17, and we'd say, just, you know, come with us. Uh. Yeah. Ooh. And he gets there and it's like, of course, it's fucking Disneyland. It's Disneyland. it's Disneyland, you know? Yeah. I think uh, most of my problem with it is that I got so jaded working next, like, at California Adventure. So we always knew when the when there was no lines. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm spoiled uh, that I do not like to wait in lines for rides. I don't, I'm like, what? Yeah. We, don't, we shouldn't have to do this. And now that my daughter's in middle school and, like, her schooling is more serious, I she doesn't want to be pulled out for a day. Yeah. She's like, I can't do it, Mom. Like, my classes. Yeah, yeah. So then that leaves the weekends or holidays right. when all of LAUSD is off. Yeah, yeah. And that's, like, dummy time to go. Yeah, yeah. Amateur hour. Yeah, no, we always used to kind of, like, go on a Wednesday. Right? That's yeah, the way yeah. to do it. Like, yeah. after a holiday weekend on right. a Wednesday. Yeah, Oh, God. Now I've said it. Now everybody knows. <laughs> I get some welcome secret. Not that many people listen to this. Don't <laughs> oh, worry about oh, okay, it. Thank yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, people, don't go to Disneyland. No. We're, we're lying. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what gets you out of there? How, what, uh, do you get um, another I actually, gig? I got, a, I got like my first legitimate Hollywood job that you were on. Which um, one? On the spot. Oh, my Remember? God. That oh, was, my God. Yes. Yes. So there was like a casting director that took me under her wing and introduced me to... Um, like, brought me over to her house. I ended up talking to this guy forever who then ended up being Tony Sepulveda, who's, like, uh-huh. a casting director at Warner Brothers, who happened to be casting a part in on that WB show on the spot, which was half improvised, half script, mostly yes. scripted, partly improvised. It was um, a weird show. It was so weird. It was very weird. And And I booked that. So then it was like, Hollywood, here I come. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. You know, and... It's interesting because that was my first experience with that attitude that people have of like, get ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Get ready because when the world sees this and when the world sees what all of you can do, your life is going to change. Strap in. You're on a rocket ship. Strap it, you know. And so, and I've had like, and you believe it because you want to believe it and you're having so much fun and then it comes out and it's just nobody watches it and nobody cares. And improv doesn't translate all – or improv that's made for the stage just doesn't translate Mm -mm. to TV because people are like, well, maybe you should have taken some time to write some lines. Precisely. I don't care you came up with that. I have had this – you know, I mean, I uh, am still – 
you know, the people that I came up with, they're still like improv stalwarts that just yeah. still believe in it. And then, you know, guys like my age and their fifties that are still like going and doing improv on the weekends, which God bless them. But like, I'm just like, Ugh, no, yeah. I don't. A, a, well, I mean, I, I have the luxury of getting to be funny in front of people four days a week. That's anyway. the thing. You have like yeah. a Hollywood day job. And I'm, and I'm also too, for me, the same, it's, Improv has always been less about what you do in front of an audience and more what you do around each other and the fun that you have around funny people. And I work with literally some of the funniest people on the planet. I barely remember the sets we did in that restaurant. I remember the bits we did in the break room that had me dying, crying, laughing. Exactly. So it's like I get – I, you know, the writers on this show and Conan and the people that I work with, I get to be funny – during the day, so I don't feel like I need to go. And also, I'd never have I, an audience is nice, but I don't need it. A lot of people need an audience, and I just don't yeah. really, you know. I like being funny with funny people, and it's neat when it's in front of people and you get to you get that sort yeah. of feedback. But I don't really need it. But I've always said improv will not work on television in I, that sort of straight up long form way because there's no. a remote control and nobody has time for you to figure out where you are and what the game is. And it's, it just doesn't, it's not the same thrill being in a room with somebody, watching somebody come yep. up with something on the top of their head. Yep. That's magic. And that's part of why it's so funny. Yeah. It makes something even funnier to be like, how did you even, oh my God, mm-hmm. this person is brilliant. Um, that the part that doesn't the excitement doesn't translate because sometimes the jokes aren't as funny, you know yeah, they're not yeah. as funny they could have used a writer yeah punch them up um, but I do think it's such a wonderful skill that so many performers have now because it's kind of this accepted thing in comedy yeah on TV or in movies that like every director every like all the executive producers on comedies, everything, they kind of expect it and they want it. And yeah. they'll be like, just leave this one open, do whatever you want. And it that nowadays, so many performers to have those skills so yeah. that then if something works and like one line makes it in and it makes it better, then great. Yeah. Um, that was always like the means to the end for me Yeah, was I just want to be able to feel confident going onto sets and playing around with people. Yeah. Um, and not feeling like I was going to shit the bed yeah, and not yeah. be able to think of anything. Right. Did you uh, was your Did you have improv training before the Disney job, or was that um, your sort of improv training? No, I did some at uh, at school. At well, no, I did like a different improv class in LA when I moved. I was in an acting class, and then I did like we started doing some improv stuff, and then went to a different small improv place in the valley, and uh-huh. then kind of got that job, and I kind of stopped. Like so, now every once in a while, I get asked to join in on things and I'm, it freaks me out like I lose oh. sleep about it because oh. I was never so thoroughly trained like I am great like I'm in the peanut gallery yeah. or if I have like a really strong idea for a character then I'm good but right. but I'm not a great story builder mm-hmm. like just let's just do a scene and mm-hmm. create a st- freaks me out yeah and well, I don't think it's my strong suit. So. And it's it also too is like you got to be doing it in order for the just there not to be crust built up. Yeah, I, I had so much crust. Yeah, I I Aaron I mean, Hayes, I got so much crust. Twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Hayes, crusty. <laughs> crusty. Uh, I you know because I don't do. 
Uh, for uh, and I do monologues for the UCB. Yeah, that's what I'll do sometimes. Yeah, yeah. because that's kind of just. I mean, that's what I, you know, blabbing in front of people. I'm used to that now, just being myself and talking. Um, but doing scene work, I, like I've said, like I just makes me so fucking nervous, and I'm I just so am nervous. like, I, get all I don't, up. I don't, I just am old enough, and yeah. I just don't need to be nervous. And recently, there was a a benefit, kind of a big benefit at UCB uh, that was a long form improv. And Besser asked Matt Besser asked me to do it, and instead of monologues, people were going to sing a song. So you had to think up a song and then and yeah. then do it, and then do scene work based on that. And I realized as I'm going out, and Horatio Sands was doing it too. I realized as I'm going out, like, oh, I think I'm supposed to do scene work too. Uh, like twenty seconds before we go God out, you didn't have time to think about it. Precisely, right? I, sleep. I yeah, was absolutely. like, and it was like, and it went on a long time. It was like two <laughs> hours, and it was very telling to me because I was. Proud of myself, uh, and it was it was that I had twenty seconds. I was like, "Well, yeah. there's no, I got no time to sweat. I just got to do it." And and I did fine, but it was very telling to me that when it was yeah. done, I was like, nah, "I don't need to do that again." I've had to, I've had to have like you know you have to have talks with yourself, yeah, you know of um because I think at least in my experience, yeah, I've never felt I, I've always just been like, well, who who do I think I am to take up this much time yeah. on a set, yeah, uh, yeah, just to just to mess around and make stuff up. But then I watch, and I I don't know how much of it is just me or if part of it does have something to do with gender and and all of that because I watch yeah. the dudes oh, and yeah. they feel entitled mm-hmm. to just go for it. Yeah. And I'm there like apologizing with my being for just going off a script a little bit. So there's been and that that I'm not talking about now cuz now I had some talks with myself and was like look at that. That's inspiring. Right. You know what? And nobody's saying, right. uh, why don't you keep it down, buddy? Yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you knock it down a little bit? People so, are, like, pe- get, people know time. you have that skill. They're it's hiring a, you for that. Okay. It's the it's the conversation, like, it's okay to take up space yeah. here in this, in this moment. It might work. It might not work. But I think in the certain environments with certain creators, the attempt will be valued. Yes. Um, those are the conversations I've had with myself. And... I think that my work has benefited from it, and maybe just myself. Maybe just I've benefited from it because it expand, extends. It That's extends. Not a word. Sure, it hey does. Guys, it I extends. There's yeah, an yeah. e in there. Uh, it extends to your regular life as well. Like, yeah, it's okay to take up space. Yeah, 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 and be listened to. And be listened to. Yeah, and, and think, have your ideas. Yeah, and think your voice is valid. Yeah. yeah. Um. So after that, how long before you're sort of do when your next gig after on the it spot? Because on the spot was yeah. not even a full season. Was it was it? six episodes. Yeah. They aired five. Oh wow! So get ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, then it was like I kind of had this good little role of like deals with some studios and stuff. Oh, nice. Um, though you know, it's like we got we got you in this pilot that doesn't go anywhere. I was like yeah. kind of the queen of the pilots that didn't go anywhere for a while, or would get picked up, and I would do six, and then they would get canceled. Or I'm kind of like a one season queen. Um, yeah. Which I've had seasons, so I feel very lucky to have mm-hmm. had that. It's just. Um, again, that thing of luck of like, well, I guess it wasn't this one. What's yeah, next? Yeah. Uh, that one didn't work out. It's it's really 
because it's, I mean, not speaking for myself, it's my life. I know you said lucky. I know how lucky I am. I know like comparatively what a bonkers career I've had from where I came from. Um, but there's still, there's still like things that sting, things that oh, didn't man. work. You know, I mean, I was, I, w- I was in three different sitcoms, you know, that I was the star of, I'm making air quotes, yeah. people. Air quotes. And, um, and they didn't go. And yeah. it was, and there's different reasons, you know, there's all these kind of reasons that you can, that are true, that have nothing to do with the quality of the show, that are like yeah. intra-network politics. Well, and especially and, comedies too, because yeah. it's like, well, they paired you with this and that audience yeah. is completely different, but yeah. you share the hour. And yeah, and they sorry. fuck your scheduling yeah. over, you know, like. Uh, you know, this is going to be so great because yeah. you're on after two and a half men. That's not doing us any favors. Yeah. Like, that's a different audience than our show. Yeah, yeah. Um, or it's they, hard. You like Andy uh, Andy Barker P.I. was a oh, show was I so did bad. for. Thank you. Oh, that was my favorite of the ones that I did. Yeah. And uh, I, th- I can't remember how many episodes on. We were on four different time slots. That's ridiculous. In like, and I, in, the, in this one summer, they just kind of burned them off. And like at one point, they even put two on after the other just to kind of air them and get rid of them. Yeah. And it just oh, really yeah. felt like they just were. Oh, I've been on those shows yeah, where they burn them twice in an hour. Yeah. yeah. They're like, know? well, we made it. We should show it to people. Like, yeah. Yes. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, I'm we have to of, sell advertising for it just to recoup whatever losses, you yeah. know. It's weird to be, because like in my career, it has gone, it's just, it's slowly gone, like, it's like slowly climbing the mountain, yeah. you know. Um, no huge leaps and bounds. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. not skipping a lot of steps. Um but happy for every little like step of the journey, but some really do hurt. Like, yeah. but then there's also like we're saying like the ones that are so great, and then you watch it and you go, oh, huh? Yeah, it was better when we were doing it. Yeah, it yeah didn't yeah. come together in the editing, oh, or yep, I totally yep. get it. I, I get why I it have, didn't succeed. Hell yes. Um, yeah. This has been the first one in all these years that's actually. Medical police. Kind of medical police. Yeah. Where it is on my shoulders. I've n- I've always just been the girl, yeah. you know, where it's like, well, I love this show. I want to do more, but this doesn't live and di- live or die by, you know, maybe I'll get a mention in a review, but it's really going to be about the dude. Yeah. Um, this was one of the first ones where I was like, oh, my God, like, they can't talk about the show without talking about me. Precisely. They can't, they can't talk. They can't. There's not. There can't be a poster Mm-mm. or advertising without. And so it yeah. was a lot of anxiety. With a giant Hubel and a tiny haze. <laughs> they could do that. I'll take that. He's, <laughs> he is like three inches taller than me. Um, <laughs> I'm just a tiny little lady. Oh, like my God. So small. Like, no, not right now. Oh, my God. Um, but this was, so it, it was a lot of anxiety. Yeah. About like, oh, this is the first time. Um, and now there's just the anxiety of like, Oh right, we're the type of budget on Netflix where we don't have a billboard or or advertisements in, in papers or magazines. So yeah. I'm sure that everybody who follows me on social media is just exhausted with the <laughs> retweets you talk and the. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. You know, if someone wants to put a billboard up, I'll yeah, give it a rest yeah. for a second. But well, until yeah, then, tough titties. You're uh, inspired to do <laughs> tough, titties, tough titties. All my twitties. Uh, that's part of the crust right there, guys. That's, that's crust talking. Oh, that's my, um, that's a classic crust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, 
yeah, it's 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 rough when you you do feel exposed. Yeah, there, you're, you are protected when you're kind of, you know, in the ensemble and sort of a little bit back and the and as attention's a, hitting somebody else. bigger. Yeah. You know? And with this, like in all honesty, it being a spinoff from a, an ensemble show. Yeah. I just the story that was in my heart and it, the, the fear that lived deep in me was why these two? Like, couldn't couldn't it have been like you know Lake and Ken? <laughs> like, <laughs> like why, why you guys? And like my honest answer is like we were available. Um, but <laughs> like the, that was the the really because we all have this of like nobody's gonna like you know that thing that makes us an actor in the first yeah, place. Like, yeah, yeah. tell me you like me, please right, tell right, me you like right, me. Yeah. Or that looking at a crowd uh, of laughing people and only focusing on the one person not that laughing. That little sour puss yeah, in the that back. fucker, yeah. Yeah. And then you find out they're deaf. Yeah. You find out they didn't like you. They don't even <laughs> like comedy. They can't hear you. Yeah. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Can't you tell my loves are growing? Do you want to talk at all about the Kevin James show thingy? Or have you talked about it enough? And I just you know. think what a great learning experience yeah. to be discarded. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And this that's that's for me. Because the specifics of it, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But it was one of the greater things, and it did happen at a time in, in my life when the kids were kind of old enough to be a part of it. Because, you know, for so long when your kids are young, you shield them from your pain. And yeah, you, yeah. Because they don't, they're not going to understand it. But mm-hmm. this was like, we were on the track. We were going to New York. Kids were moving schools. They were, were finally excited about it, one of them. Um, <laughs> and then to see this, like, heartbreak that that I was experiencing. I, yeah. I mean, I hid it from them a little bit or the extent of it, but, but it was like, well, here's how you, I was like, all right, taking a step back going, what a great learning experience for myself to pull myself out of a funk. Yeah. Um, how long was the funk? It, honestly, maybe like a month, maybe a month, but there's such a bright side to <laughs> kind of, being done wrong yeah, is that it pulls everybody out of the woodwork in your own life that loves and supports you. Yeah. And it was this beautiful reminder of how much friendship and love I have in my life oh, and how many great. people want good for me yeah. and, and that I've met along the way. People mm-hmm. that didn't need, like, cause it's the people that, that don't need to reach out to you, that, that you're not in daily contact with, that you're, that you're never, you might not see for another 10 years. Yeah. And getting a message from somebody that you worked with five years ago on a pilot about like, I'm really sorry to hear that, like, like blah, 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 it's this yeah. message of support, it, is, it, it filled me up. Yeah. Um, and was this 
silver lining on yeah. on a shitty experience. Yeah. And then it what it was also kind of very easy to sit back and people are like, you're being so classy about this. I was like, well, yeah, but everybody's saying what I like. It wasn't like saying everybody was saying, well, she was she's an asshole and she's difficult to work with. And that's why she got fired. Yeah. It was more like, wait, what? That shouldn't have happened to that person. So yeah. I didn't have to say anything because people were saying it for me. So that was. It from my yeah, outsider's perspective of you know, and for people who don't know, you were on one season of a Kevin James show and then they let you go. Yeah. Um, and from my perspective, as you know, being outside the whole thing and knowing you a little, like not yeah. knowing you a ton, um, a like what the fuck? What do you, what do you people want? You know, you're ta- you're <laughs> rating talented, funny person, and and then. Uh, and then the other thing was the general consensus was that you were This is messed up. Yeah, you yeah. were dealt a shitty shitty hand. Yeah. And it was fucked up, you know. Yeah. And I realized it's fine. I mean, that I had a good time doing that show. That's fine. Yeah. What I was most upset about, I realized a couple months later, I wasn't upset because I was going to be missing the work. Mm-hmm. I was upset because I was going to be missing out on this New York adventure for my family. Yeah. And that was so much once I realized that, I was like, "All right, moving on." Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did everybody move out for it? Well, we hadn't moved yet. Oh, I see. So we had rented an apartment. I see. So we had found a school and all of that kind of stuff. It's fine. You know, my husband walked right back into his job. They were happy to have him back. And and, um, we didn't have to move. So it's fine. Yeah. And like- It opened the door to other things. So Mm -hmm. it happened. It, you know, thank you. Kevin James for giving me the paychecks for a year so we could finish renovating our house. Yeah, that was a, great. That is, you know, yeah, truly uh, the house that Kevin James built. Right. Um, thanks for the pool, Kev. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was on uh, the second show I did was a show called Quintuplets that I really didn't have anything to do with creatively, which is unusual for me. You know, like I, you know, having yeah. my first kind of TV stuff being, aside from being a, a a John Wayne Gacy victim in hard copy in 1990. Ooh la la. Mm-hmm. I was a victim of the rope trick. Ooh. Um, but having been on late night and then coming to LA and doing Andy Richter Controls the Universe, where I was a writer on that and, you know, and helped sort of helped create it and helped, you know, w- was involved enough that I felt like when someone said, that show's so funny, I didn't feel embarrassed accepting some responsibility for that. Yeah. You know, and then I did this show Quintuplets and. I remember that script. It wasn't. (laughs) Did you audition for it? I don't think, I don't know. I may have. Yeah, yeah. But I have like, name a pilot comedy script in the last 12 years and and I probably read it. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. And I, but that went one season and it was like, eh, it was a very sort of mixed experience creatively. Um, and I loved the, working with the cast, the people that were in it. But like I say, it was, it was a mixed experience. I've never had the other experience where it's been, where I've been deeply involved creatively. Yeah. I mean, the, the most is, med- is, is medical police. Yeah. Only because Hubel and I were on set every day. Try, you know, and with the the create with Rob Corddry and Krista Johnson and John Stern and David Wayne, mm-hmm. like with all of them there, we have, you know, a history of seven years on Children's Hospital. So there's a comfort there to go like, hey, guys, this isn't working. What can it be? Let's yeah. what about this? What about that? What about that? But that said, the scripts are already written. Yep. And I didn't what didn't have a part in, in that. Um, 
So that's kind of the most I've ever done. So I've only ever had that experience where you get the script and you go, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could yeah. this be funnier? And yeah, then you're yeah. like, it could, but they don't have any, like this stage, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm in a very kind of privileged position in that way that yeah, people kind of expect that now. And like I've done, like I did a, I, I did a movie that happened during the writer's strike, the, the big long writer's oh, yeah. strike. And uh, so the director and the producer were doing rewrites of a script that had been written by a professional writer. Yeah. Just let's yeah, just shoot yeah, what's, yeah, what yeah, you yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. And these scripts tricky, had come so in, tricky. and I just did not do the lines. No, oh. I just <laughs> wouldn't say them. I just wouldn't say them. Oh. I just we'd they'd, we'd get ready to block it and do a rehearsal, and I just would do like Andy says no. My I wouldn't even say it. I just would do my version of the lines. Yeah, and nobody ever said anything because, and I mean, I don't mean to be arrogant, yeah. but it's like they were better. They were better. They were yeah. better, and and I could tell like some of the other people were like, "How come he gets to say whatever he wants?" Yeah, and I mean, it's oh, not like I'm, I'm going on crazy tangents. I'm serving the scene. I'm moving the action forward. Forward, but you know, it's like it's it's fucking around. But yeah. back to quintuplets, it was, and I'm sure that this was the same thing with this experience on this Kevin James thing. It was the most money I've ever made. Twenty-two episodes of a network yeah. sitcom, and it was just like it was such a mixed thing of yeah. and then it got canceled and it was like and I yeah, you know, but it was like, wow, this yeah. is this I I mean it also was this experience, too, where – because you don't move your family to New York for season one. Mm. That's dumb. You yeah, don't know yeah. if you're going to get a back nine. You don't right. know if you're going to get a full season. You don't right. know if you're going to get a second season. Right. You so don't know if you're going to stay a, with your family. I mean, like, who yeah. knows? You it's go all to New York, you're not, you're like, wee. Yeah, right? Yeah. And so it was the first time because I went from living with my parents to living with my college roommates to – living in San Francisco with a roommate to moving in with my husband. So I never had an apartment on my own. Yeah. And this was the first, like, I had an apartment in New York, and it was not weird, Andy. It was so fun. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm going to put, if I put this cup here, it's just going to stay there. Or, like, if I don't, and the better thing, if I don't put some socks in that corner, none will magically appear. (laughs) You know, like, I was like, picking out fern. I would just, like, Get take at, like, just, it's been a long time since I have made choices in my life that I do not need to consider other people about. Yes. You know, even like, can I go, you know, to a mom's demand action meeting tomorrow night? You don't have anything, right? Okay, great. Can you watch the kid? Like, are you fine to be home with the kids? Great. Um, As simple as that. Yeah. So having this, like, experience where I was out there for a limited period of time, I knew it was with the comfort of like my whole life isn't, you know, I haven't like gone out on my own and left my family or whatever. Right. Was it this was, you, fun it, little adventure. Yeah, it was it really all, was. yeah, it was like, it yeah. was legit. It was, you had permission to. I wish it hadn't happened at the same time as my children deeply feeling the loss of their mother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that part is, it may, is sad. How that old part were of they? It. They were, this was, they were like. Seven and nine or eight and ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was – because it's hard when you're there. I'm, I'm there so much. I'm there. I'm drop-offs yeah. and pickups and lunches and yeah, yeah. PTA. You know, well, not the PTA, but, um, right, you know, right. I'm right. a joiner. You can't blabber mouth. No, I don't want to second something and say mm. I. Um, <laughs> when you um, – was there a lot of calculation on when you had kids, like in terms of career and, and you know, or – 
Not really. It just yeah. was something I we knew we really wanted to do. Yeah. You know, we got married and then like two years later. But but I will say this is that I got a job, was a short-lived sitcom, yeah. six episodes of The Winner with Rob Corddry, and we did the pilot, and then we got picked up and was like, well, it's only six episodes, and it's from here to here, so I could be pregnant. If we get if we got pregnant right now, if it worked in the first, few, like, two months, I could, by the time I was 12 months and started to show, 12 months. 12 months? <laughs> I was pregnant like baby. an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> she was huge. Yeah. There's a different gestation period for people from Marin. <laughs> yes. We hold on to our uh, babies. It's a privilege. <laughs> um, 12 weeks, I would we'd be done shooting, yeah. and yeah. it did work out perfectly like that. It just kind of started to get a little pooch towards the end yeah. and only wardrobe knew and and it worked out. And then when we wanted to have another baby, I actually booked the show Worst Week on CBS yeah. with Kyle Bornheimer yeah, yeah. and my character was pregnant. And I was like, we could do it, we could do it, we could do it. Because the greatest, it takes you out. As an actress, it takes you out. Like yes. people say, oh yeah, totally, we'll see you. Yes. And then they look and they go, well, is there a way to make it look smaller? And I'm like, no, honestly, it's just going to keep getting bigger until yeah. it comes out. There's yeah, yeah. no going back here. I can't just not eat. Right. Um, so to in. have a job while you're pregnant and get, that was great. We actually added a little bump on top of my bump. Mm-hmm. And... And we were like, well, you know, in the next season, there was no next season. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, There's never yeah. a next season. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's breaking right now. No. I, ho- I hope. Yeah, fingers, yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> who fucking knows? Yeah, no, who knows? Who I knows? mean, it's, you know. I don't expect, I don't believe, <laughs> now I'm like the jaded person on set, that like to the younger people whose first show it is and are on the whole get ready thing. And I'm like, don't buy the car. Mm-hmm. Don't do the thing. Right, right, right. You wait. Right. You hold on to it. Right. Don't spend it. Every job I've ever, you know, like now I'm like until yeah. I get a call time or they send a yeah. car, uh, it's not happening. Yeah, it's not happening. It's not and happening. also like- you know, like there's certain certain jobs you're like, uh-uh, it's not this one. You don't get the publicist for this one. That's a lot of money because <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like we right. just wait. You, right. That that paycheck did not warrant that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and you just, get a hunch. You get a hunch. Yeah. Because like, I think too, you feel like you get a sense of like whether or not the organization is behind you, the network, or the, oh, hundred percent, or the production company, or something like that. But you know, it is. Uh, yeah, it's you get you do get used to it. You do yeah, get, you get yeah, used yeah. to it, and I think you you know you die a little on the inside, where you learn not to. Ex- but it's also a gift, right? Yeah. Like you you learn not to expect it, and then when it happens, it's like, oh my god, the, yeah. uh, this is happening. Let's yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, and it's the same way when you galvanize yourself against the the eventual disappointment. Yeah, I have never. You know, like when Andy Richter Controls the Universe got canceled, uh, it fucking hurt. Yeah. It hurt. And I was surprised at how bad it hurt. Well, because and we I trick was su- ourselves. Yeah. I was surprised at because at that point, too, I'd done stuff. You know, I was not yeah. like some naive kid. Um, and, I, and it was a, a learning thing where I was like, all right, from here on out, I'm not going to – I'm not going to let that happen. I'm not going to – I'm not going to – 
expose myself. I'm not going to open myself up to this. Oh, good luck. And, fuck yeah. <laughs> I, I kid myself every I fucking time. Because I'm like, you know what? I'm probably not going to get the job. You yeah. know what? It's probably not going to go forward. Yeah. It's probably not going to do this. So it, I'm just going to expect that. And then I don't get it or it doesn't go forward. Yeah. And I go down Ouch. for like a day because yeah. you don't realize how much hope you were holding yeah. on to in your body until yeah. it's all taken away. And you can't. You're like, how, why am I so empty? You can't. Yeah. Well, but it's you. also you can't live your life divorced from the excitement of the yeah. fulfillment of what the reason that you're doing this. You know, I mean, it's like the, you, this is a this is a risky proposition always. And, and, you know, you start out sticking your neck out doing this very risky thing and you can't not get excited or like what kind of, you're like an automaton or something. Right. Like yeah. yeah. I know. You have so. to find some excitement without, I just have to not now like put the, well, like, I mean, like if we get this, we can just, let's go to Europe next summer, you know? Uh-huh. And then I start thinking about Europe and I'm like, we could rent a villa in Italy uh-huh. and it'll be perfect <laughs> and we'll just do everything and we'll just Chianti in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Chianti in the afternoon. Yeah, Sandy. Yeah. You can and do then that you don't here. get. <laughs> I do that in Burbank all the time. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I am just high in Highland Park. Um, <laughs> not true. I haven't done that since high school. Um, yeah. But when I when I Im- imagine the thing I'm going to get from this thing and yeah. not just the excitement of being in the thing, that's when I get into trouble. Yeah. You know, oh, when you're testing for, some, for a job or in the last phases of the audition, when you start thinking about the paycheck. Yeah. And the villa in Italy. Yeah. Chianti in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Well, is there something that you're not doing that you wish you were doing? Is there some sort of, you know, project that you wish you could do? Are you happy living here? Do you wish, you know? I think we all have that, right? Like, yes. I, the the portion of the mountain climb I'm on now uh, is like, sure, I wish I didn't have to audition for everything. And, and. There's a percentage of ones of jobs that I don't. Um, I wish that I were, you know, career-wise, I wish that I were thought of for more serious projects. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. I'll go. I don't mind auditioning. I will go and try to do my best. And if I'm the right person for the job, I just hope that I'm – I want to get to that point in my career where if I'm the right person for the job, I can – get that job Mm -hmm. because I've been, I feel like I've been the right person for the job multiple times, but I wasn't famous enough or I wasn't, didn't have the connections or I didn't have the, no, like it's a part of it, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's a sad part of it that you need to be a a sellable name, you know? Like what's the word that they use? Oh, (laughs) This is one that I learned with my old agents. Like, well, they can't cast her because she's not meaningful. And you're like, <gasps> holy oh, shit. Dagger to the heart. Holy because shit. Because there's algorithms out there for, like, independent movies. I'm like, why can't I be friend number three yeah. to Kristen Wiig on an indie movie? Yeah. You know? Like, well, you're not meaningful. Like, because I oh, don't your bring. agents They didn't say word? that to me. Okay. But then other friends who have been putting movies together are like, I can't get this person because she doesn't mean anything in China. You know, oh. like, it's a, it's a number. It's a dollar value that you can bring to a movie that investors want to see. And like, there's this small lists and it's sad. And I'm like, I just want to be meaningful. Yeah. I just want to 
be able to get a part that I'm right for. That's it. So yeah. that's my career goal. And I want to keep working. I don't want to like age out of Hollywood, you mm-hmm. know, which I think is an allure of comedy is, you know, you look at like Catherine O'Hara, like you're not aging out of Hollywood. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're a brilliant goddess of comedy. Yeah. Um, that's what I would like. Yeah. Do you write? I like a little bit, but I'm so disenchanted by all of it because I don't understand how anything ever gets made. And then someone's like, I'm like, I wrote this movie. And they're like, great. Can it be a TV show? And then I'll write it. And then like, you know, nothing happens. And a year later, they're like, what about a movie of it? And you're like, bitch, it was a movie. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. So I don't, I, I know this acting world and I am... Like, I think I'm just scared. Like, I get scared because I don't know how to do it. Yeah. And I see the friends who have put together a movie. And then they, and then like, what? You're, then they're like just struggling to get it into these festivals and to get some. And then that, like, how crazy they must feel just constantly pushing this movie or this thing. Um, and a part of me is like, I don't have that in me right now. It's a lot of heartbreak. Yeah. And, you know, and you're almost – there again, if you're playing the odds, odds are heartbreak. Odds, yeah. Yeah. And I – because like I, you know, I don't write as much as I should. You know, like my writing is is the kind of writing on like that you do on Conan or even on sitcoms where you sit and, you know, very rarely do Maybe you like sit down. like a joke down. gets in. And, yeah, yeah, you sit and you gang write. You know, yeah. somebody – you're looking at a screen where somebody, you know, somebody has final draft on a computer. You know, there's like an assistant typing things in as you say them. And, you know, um, and it's a very collaborative, like I don't have to stare at a blank page alone. I'm It's with everybody. But I've written pilot. Like I just, I did a pilot. I wrote a pilot not too long ago that I, you know, and I, granted I'm biased because I think I'm great, but. It was really funny. Yeah. And I got lots of, and it, it got taken around. It's like, yeah, this is really funny, but no. But no. Yeah, and then yeah. it just goes away. And then it just goes away. Like and you have project. to just like, you know, it's like, yeah. a, it's like a, a child that you just lose track of that like wandered away from you at the mall. And you're like, it hurts that you're never going to see that. And then like, oh, okay. I guess, yeah. you know, I mean, I guess it's not like a child, but. Yeah. But it is like, I, it is like you, f- you have to fall in love with this thing in order to do the, the drudgery of getting it out there and then getting it out of your head and then out into the world. And then it just, just, yeah. it's gone. It, I think I always had expectations too about, you know, like the story you have of what your success is going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. And. When I was younger, it was like, well, I'll get a t-, you know, it was like, it seemed like I'll, d- I'll get a TV show and it's going to mm-hmm. get really big. And then I can direct an episode of that. Or maybe I write an episode, you know, something like that. And then you're kind of like all these years later of like, oh, I should really change the story in my head because <laughs> this doesn't need to be oh, happening. Oh, um, or it's just happening it. in a different way. And then. Tell me about it. Like, but then there's also those years where I really commit, like I didn't want to. Go, I didn't want to be have too many things that took me away from my kids. Like yeah. we made the choice to have kids, and I wanted to be there, and um, we're both very involved in the day to day of raising them, and um, and so we never like had a nanny or we never did any of that uh, that stuff. And now we're getting a little bit of room within the family because they're getting older. They're getting older, and yeah. they don't like they can go for they have hours of, you know, homework and that they need to do and you need to just make sure they eat some food and then, hey, let's watch The Office. Like, there's time to do stuff. So now I'm trying to rewrite it of like, well, 
what am I going to do with this time that mm-hmm. I now have? So, you know, but I, I'm not disciplined also. Like yeah. writing is a discipline. It you sure just is. just do it every day. You should just do it. I know, I know. It's, it's, it's been, it's, it's been my auto nag of myself my entire entire career. Yeah. I should be writing something. I, sh- I should be writing something. I should be writing something. Yeah. And, you know, and then it's just kind of like I have, as time has gone on, cut myself a little slack and just like that's not entirely natural for me. Yeah, because isn't it exhausting, this yeah. expectation now that, like, you can't just be an actor. You can't just be a comedian. You mm-hmm. have to be creating your own content, yeah. God damn it. Well, and, and, and you like, think yourself you have to do it because you're not meaningful. Because so you're not. You have to make yourself meaningful. I mean, there's so many right? things that I realize, like, you know, I've been, like, it's you know, I've been doing Conan show for a long time. I'm not in people's minds. I do the same thing where like I look at I look at a trailer for a comedy and I see everyone I know in it. Yeah. And I'm like, I could have gotten a day off to be the dentist. You know, I yeah. like and it's just I just don't think people I'm in anyone's mind because I'm over here doing this thing. You just seem more like an orthodontist, I guess. <laughs> could be, yeah. yeah. An odontist. Yeah. I like the root canals. Oh know? yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, because when you yeah. really get in there. And it's, it's and it's I mean it's crazy that you that you that I'm bitchy about it, but it is like, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you have to – I feel like I would have to write something for myself to where yeah. I would be in someone's mind as like, oh, yeah, that guy, you know, because – Right. Yeah. Or the expectation these days, too, is that – like, I'm so resentful of those actors that have the privilege to not have social media. Mm. You know, like, oh, mm-hmm. no, like, I mean, Bradley Cooper doesn't have social media. Right, well, like, right. yeah, because he's goddamn Bradley. Like, because right. their career's already hit before yeah, yeah. all of this, and nobody expects them to do it. So it's not part of their job. Like, you have to be. So now we should all be making funny videos, and mm-hmm. we should all be doing this and making this to kind of right. be multifaceted in our career. But if it doesn't come naturally for you, it feels we. But we think it should come naturally. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, I, I, I'm, fu- I'm funny. I can create stuff. So yeah. I should write. Right. I should do this, even though maybe it's like cut ourselves some slack and yeah. do the thing we want to do. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, yeah. you get no choice. As you get older, you're just like, you can't. Can't keep beating yourself up. I'm going to write the great American novel. Are you? No. Oh, all right. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Besides, who has time to read books? Ugh, oh, books. so it's, long. It's so many pages. <laughs> well, the third of the three questions is what you've learned. Oh. I mean, do you, is there something you wish you'd done differently? Is there advice <laughs> you have for people? Is there, yeah. you know. I mean. Is, what you, what's it going to say on your tombstone? Oh, gosh. I was thinking about this the other day because, you know, you sent the questions. I know three questions. Sure, sure. They're, yeah, um, it's a short list. And I was thinking it's more like I have thought a lot about deathbed, tombstone. Not tombstone. I don't yeah. care about tombstone. I'm going to be gone. I'm not going to read it. Right, right. Um, but like end of life kind of thing. Of like what do I – I have to sometimes remind myself like – I don't know that I'm going to be looking up at the Oscar and going, I did this thing. Like, it's really, I think more about those moments of the friends and the people and the love you give in life and the love you get back. And, like, I don't want to feel like I was an asshole. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to feel that I didn't enjoy my life while I was living it, you know, or that I... 
or that I continued to act selfishly after realizing I was acting selfishly, you know, because yeah, sometimes yeah, that happens. Yeah. So I, I think there's that, there's that that I finally like realized of enjoy this while it's happening. And also somebody the other day, it got in my head because it's just that simple question we ask each other all the time when you run into your friends, like, how are you? How is the fam? How is everybody? And you search your mind for the highs and the lows and like the, the, the big accomplishments or the whatever or the crushing defeats mm-hmm. or like that you're getting over. And I, the other day was like, we're good. Yeah. Like, we're good. We enjoy each, each other and we, the marriage is fine and the kids are doing great. And like, and it felt boring. Yeah. And then I had to look and go like, no, it's not boring. Yeah. It's a nice moment we're having. And so it's okay to just be, to sit in that and appreciate the like status quo, mm-hmm. you know, like we have, I, my parents are still alive. How lucky, how yeah. wonderful. Let's enjoy that. Yeah. You know, they have three sets of grandparents, all who we like, like that I've kind of learned that I don't have to seek these extreme highs or lows and and focus on those as this like that I can that I can live in the nice middle and appreciate it yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Cuz it's going to change, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I something I learned early on from watching Conan O'Brien at age whatever he was uh, let's see. I was twenty. He was about twenty nine, I think, when he oh when God. he got the late night show, and that was the culmination of a life's dream at twenty nine. <laughs> and I and I saw I don't like know <laughs> don't understand that. I know, and I and I saw I saw him. I think kind of still have this. There was still this. I mean, he's a. Um, he runs on a high RPM anyway. Yeah. But I I think I could see this there there was still this kind of he was still producing this drive to attain this thing that he already got. That he got. Yeah. And I think it was in a, and it it was a lesson to me to make your goal a process rather than a thing rather than an Oscar rather yeah, than your you, own show. It's yeah. all just, it's to, to just keep getting better. And keep, Cause if you, you know, think that that's all you want and once you get that, you'll be happy. You are bound to be disappointed because yeah. it is the process of like, well, what do I, what's, be, what's, what's underneath that? Do you mm-hmm. want recognition? Do you want to live in a place where you need some recognition? Then yeah, then do the thing that might make you happy and get, I don't know. I mean, like, I yeah. just find that people who get that early, yeah. it's a, probably got to be a little bit of a letdown. I think then it what's is. next? Yeah. But I think even with, like, having children, you think, oh, having children will fill my heart with joy. And it does. But Some then, days. <laughs> yeah, but then you have children. And, yeah. you, you know, and then it's like there's still – 60 seconds to every minute and you got to live in yeah. these moments and the kind of Pollyanna-ish, oh my gosh, this wonderful thing is falling from the sky onto me. You still have to work at being happy at it. It's still, having children is not, it, it, it's a pro, it's still, it's a process and you got to like, you got to work at being happy. You got to work at loving those kids. You got to work at, you know, 
facilitating uh, uh, good human beings that well, go out in the like world. Well, it is like every relationship, too. You yeah. can choose to be a, a contributor, a positive contributor to that relationship, or you can coast on patterns and um, kind of just what you do every day. And yeah. there's like every once in a while where you're like, well, I'm really not being the greatest mom that I could be in this yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. Buy them the stuffed animal. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> universal. Uh, or uh, that's not what I mean. But like right. you can choose to be invested or you can choose to be in a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. You can choose to do the nicer thing and you can – and sometimes we don't and you and it's it's not all roses. Yeah. Like but appreciate when it is I guess. Yeah. And roses have thorns. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, Aaron Hayes, this has been a lovely conversation. It's been so nice to be here. And thank you for coming. And um, congr- sir, again, thank congratulations on, on this funny, funny show. I mean, that's Thanks. like – It is uh, – I've said before, it's like one of the most beautiful things about doing this is you are making people laugh. And that show it. is so fucking it's funny. It's delightfully so, stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the best. The best yeah, right? kind of – Yeah, yeah. I'd rather be delightfully stupid than miserably smart. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I had a comment, with, would you rather with my kids? And we have a moment where I was like really proud of this one. It was like, would you rather be intensely talented in one thing, like it was undeniable, your talent, or would you rather be lucky? <laughs> and we were like, oh, man, that's oh, hard, yeah, right? Yeah, like, Because yeah. you might be incredibly lucky, but no one's ever going to be like, what a genius. Yeah, you yeah. know, Or you could be like, what a genius, but you got to make your own luck. And maybe you get huge and successful, or maybe you're Van Gogh in yeah. your life. And <laughs> right. you're like, and you cut your own ear off. You cut your own ear off, yeah, and yeah. you die before anybody recognizes you. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of all were like, lucky. Yeah. 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 Yeah, lucky is good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again. Thank and, you. And um, onward and onward to all of you out there. And we will see or, well, I won't see you. We will be speaking to you next time on The Three Questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco and Earwolf production. It's produced by me, Kevin Bartelt, executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Chris Bannon and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, associate produced by Jen Samples and Galitza Hayek, and engineered by Will Becton. And if you haven't already, make sure to rate and review The Three Questions with Andy Richter on Apple Podcasts. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.